Chapter 6 Homeworld Arbiter Sharp, this is Confessor Xavier Lewin. We spoke last year concerning Parrot Kilhaven. Of course, Confessor. What can I do for you? Nothing. That is to say, you work for Lord Rayner, not the Ecclesiarchy. I've got some news for you concerning General Kilhaven's son. He has risen from the vat, and the family is hosting a gathering in his honor tomorrow afternoon. Confessor, the hivenet must have swallowed my invitation. I've been told that Lord Rayner will also be attending. It would be fitting if he could bring you along to complete your investigation of the incident. Knowing how he gets along with Kilhaven, I can't see him denying the request. Thank you for the heads up. I'm certainly not trying to stir up any animosity among the houses, so please be discreet. I'll be arriving a bit late to the event and would hate to step on anyone's toes. I get your meaning, Confessor. Thank you for the tip. What did you do to Asher McNeil? I chased her off before things took a bad turn with court. Callie, are you going to help me or not? Perrick, I've moved on. You're not coming to the party this afternoon? I'll be there. My father insists. Ouch. Looks like my mom will have to help. Okay, now you're being insane. I'm sorry, I didn't mean that literally. No offense taken. You'd think I'd know what to wear to my own party, but I'm supposed to meet the governor, and the only things in my closet that still fit are my workout clothes. That never stopped you before. You really are enjoying this more than you should. Give Asher a call. She knows fashion better than any of us, and she won't say no. Callie, who is he? Connection terminated. Lord Kilhaven, thank you for allowing this debrief. The Adeptus Arbitus file is still open on Perrick's incident in the Underhive, and we'd like to close it out. With your permission, I will record a transcript of this meeting. Perhaps thinking that he could learn something, too. My father was taking the pre-party meeting in stride. He nodded to the grizzled Arbiter in our midst. We were seated in an intimate boardroom fit for twenty. Frost speckled the outer window at the room's far end, a sole source of light and long shadows. Across the table from us, Lord Emilio Rayner sat beside Senior Arbiter Fogel Sharp. Rayner was the overseer of the cluster's internal security and the Adeptus Arbitus that provided most of it. The Arbiters policed every sector, but tended to focus on Sub-Zero where the action was. With the PDF providing an overlapping role, Lord Rayner was a longtime rival of my father. He leaned back, letting his man run the show. Fogel Sharp was middle-aged, fit, and all business. He had a thing for facial hair. Parrick, I only have a few questions. First, how did you get into the Underhive? I tapped my fingers on the long table's ebony glass surface as I spoke, replaying the event in my mind and keeping my words as steady as possible. There were hounds in 99B. They chased me. The alleyway was blocked. I stumbled upon an open service hatch and I didn't have any other option but down. We never found any dogs or unlocked service portals during our investigation. I shrugged. I'd been in a Medici ward for more than a year. I spent my days focused on the color of my eyes. Second, what happened to you in 100B? The Medicaid report states that you were electrocuted. Fogel Sharp tapped a code into the tabletop. Images of the scars on both my shoulders appeared for all to see. Oddly, they were far smaller and less ornate than the marks I wore now. The location of these burns would have routed the current straight through your heart. We never found any power anomalies in the grid at the time of your abduction. I remember being blasted flat as I tried to reach a service elevator. I woke up in a room with a PDF trooper beside me. Have you spoken with Neville Dale? Sharp hesitated, looking at my father, who nodded. Trooper Dale died of a double aneurysm a week later. We never got a chance to get a full interview. Did he have these? I tapped the images on the table. 
No, but he'd been injected with something. The coroner said it looked like a neuro-time bomb. Feth, by trying to save Neville Dale, I'd only save myself. Dale had a little sister. She's being looked after, said my father. Trooper Dale's death was attributed to the line of duty. Where did she end up? The ecclesiarchy has become her ward. Her studies will continue. She aspires for a career in the Medicaid. Sharp took control of the questioning. Parrick, these burn patterns are strange. Our informants tell us that they're similar to the markings of an underhive gang. If that's true, then your life may be at risk. Tell that to the underhive feathers that did this to me. I could feel my eyes turning a darker shade of blue. Parrick, my last question, did you catch any names? Not of the lightning bolt that hit me, but when I woke up, I heard the name Lalo. He might have been the boss. Lalo Green. At least that's what he calls himself. His gang manages security for the Underhive. None of the other gangs will dare to go near their territory. Arbiter Sharp, I've been told that the Adeptus Arbitus went into 100B to pull me out. While I am now suitably impressed by the size of your balls, how did you track me down so quickly? Silence ensued as Sharp glanced between Lords Rayner and Kilhaven. Finally, my father cleared his throat. Parrick, for our security, all members of noble houses have an emergency tracking chip implanted at birth. Under extreme trauma or perhaps a spontaneous lightning strike, it will activate. It runs on technology from the Imperium that is resilient and immune to jamming. The Adeptus Arbitus detected yours going active and used it to track you down. For everyone's safety, guard that secret carefully. A chill went down my spine. What if the Underhive has access to the same tracking system? What do you mean? Silver restricted, what does that mean? Arbiter Sharp got it first. It means that the Underhive has access to our civilian and security databases. We've suspected as much. It doesn't mean that they've cracked our restricted back-end system. But they must know it exists, and they have a good idea of what it means. Why do you say that? Because I'm still breathing, while Trooper Dale Silver One is not. I looked at my father. Do I still have an active tracking chip inside me? No, it was replaced while you were in the Medicaid ward. How would I know if it was ever activated? You wouldn't, but we would. In my former life, I wouldn't have had any problem with a built-in emergency tracker, but it clashed with my untethered situation. I'd spent the past year with a terrifying freedom I'd never experienced before. I had become addicted to it. A double chime sounded, announcing another pursuer of Parrot Kilhaven. In walked Confessor Xavier Lewin, wearing the talismans of the Emperor's truest and a finely tailored suit that rivaled any in the miniature boardroom. Gentlemen, I hope I haven't missed anything. Arbiter Sharp stood up, ending the debriefing. Confessor Lewin, we were just finishing up. Lord Rayner did the same. Blaine, we've got plenty to discuss this afternoon. We all want to begin planning around the founding. This was my father's event as much as mine, and I didn't want to keep him. Neither did Confessor Lewin. Lord Kilhaven, I'd like to chat with your son if you don't mind. On unofficial business. His friends are arriving, so I'll be sure to keep it short. Confessor... We'll be in the main boardroom once everyone has arrived. Please join us when you're done speaking with Parrick. We took a seat at the long table. The images of my more limited gang markings remained on display beneath its transparent surface. Very impressive, Parrick, as is your new style. I don't recall ever seeing you without a crew cut and a set of PDF training blues. Asher McNeil had connected me to a designer friend of hers for an emergency fitting this morning. I'd been granted a new wardrobe leveraging the finest synthetic leather and cutting-edge fabrics. The custom boots and workout clothes would arrive tomorrow. I decided to leave my hair unkempt as a sign of my appreciation. I replied, My life in the PDF ended last year, 
They don't approve of psychotic underhive gang members. Lewin smiled at my overt bitterness. What's your gang name? Silver Restricted. Not very catchy if you ask me, but given time, I'm sure you'll find something better. Confessor Lewin, I've been told that not only did you approve of my time in the hibernation vat, but that the Ecclesiarchy funded it. Thank you for that. Parrick, a young life was at stake. You owe me nothing, nor does your father. I want to make that very clear before you make any decisions. Decisions? You're at the right age. I'd like you to work for me. Confessor, I might be the right age, but I'm not cut out for the finer cloth of the Ecclesiarchy. I never found the Emperor's face during my time in the vat. In the cult of the Emperor, the Emperor's face was considered a powerful talisman, a vision of protection, and a beacon of might. Some whispered that it was all-consuming, while others stated that whoever experienced its limitless serenity would become immortal. Some thought it was both, and I figured they had the right of it. Lewin grimaced. Parrick, if you are truly interested in finding the face of the Emperor, I will help you with that no matter what you decide. But I'm looking for someone a bit sharper around the edges. Someone that can infiltrate the underhive of Hydra Secundus. You said I was the right age. Why? Second sons and daughters of the noble houses often wander off as they reach their majority, in search of a different path in life. Some end up in the underhive, honing a new set of skills for the baron. Our underhive is ruled by a baron. He calls himself that, though he's really only a cousin of Governor Lucklin. Bloodlines have little meaning in the underhive when it comes to position. That said, they are careful to avoid stepping on the toes of the overhive if they can help it. Nobody wants a hive war. There is a mutual understanding there, as you might have noticed. By haunting an underhive gang, I'd noticed plenty over the past year, but I didn't know the baron or the politics that sanctioned his domain. If I'd died, would there have been a reprisal? Likely. And yet it wouldn't have altered the balance in the long run except for those killed in the process. Why are you so interested in the underhive? There are rumors of a chaos cult taking hold on Fulcrum Four. If the seeds were planted, they would only have a chance to germinate in the underhive. The Adeptus Arbitus would sniff them out and destroy them otherwise. Confessor Lewin went on to explain the significance of a chaos cult as the first step in opening doors to the warp or traitors to the Imperium, such as warp-tainted Astartes. Whether they delivered a world-rending plague or a demon prince to rule in the name of the ruinous powers, the end result would be catastrophic. Such worlds once lost were never reclaimed. I could only hope that Lewin was laying it on a bit thick. Does my father or Lord Rayner know of this heinous threat? Does Governor Lachlan? All I have are whispers and rumors and a sector boundary that I can't penetrate. I need more before I can proceed. I had a horrible feeling about this. What would one look for in the Underhive? Rumors of chaos, marks of corruption, acolytes and witches. I doubt any altars of chaos will be readily found, but the early signs will be apparent. Confessor Lewin glanced down at the lingering display, tapping the table. He knew. Feth. Suddenly the party was over before it had even begun. The decision had been made a year ago between my father and the Ecclesiarchy, offering me the slightest chance of parole. What about the other hives? We are investigating those too and with the same frustration. Why not send in the Adeptus Arbitus based on what happened to me? We'd snag a few gang members at best and the threat would simply slither away to a different cluster. What if I happen to find a witch or an altar? What then? Then you provide me a location, and I call in the company of Adeptus Astartes that recently arrived in orbit as part of the founding agreement your father signed. The Shadow Legion has a long history of supporting the Adeptus Ministorum. A company of Adeptus Astartes was the one force that could wreck the Underhive, the Overhive, and everything in between. 
The fact that they were on standby spoke volumes about the seriousness of the situation and the foresight of General Kilhaven. In the end, what happens to me? That all depends on how well you play your part. The reach of the Ecclesiarchy ended at 99b. None of the sanctioned houses or Adeptus Arbitus dared to enter the Underhive without a supremely good reason and a dozen hellguns to help them get back out. A hot-shotted laser gun could punch through plascrete and polysteel as easily as human flesh. As such, the hellgun was a rare and intimidating weapon, but I wasn't sure how well it would stack up against a spontaneous lightning bolt. Lewin had handed me every reason in the world to accept a one-way ticket to oblivion, not knowing that a part of me was already there. I can't play my role without your help, I said. What do you need? A pair of metacuffs. I meant to say an exorcist, but I couldn't go there, and I couldn't go it alone. I would need the unpredictable power of the warp to stamp my ticket and hopefully keep me alive.